Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And this is the third week of Female Directors Month. But first, let's do our 10-word reviews, Sergio. All right. So my first 10-word review goes to Get Out. And it says, Mad TV alum can be scary too. Alum? Uh, alum. Okay. Yes. Did I say alum? Yeah. Like aluminium. Fine. Mad TV alum can be scary too. Yeah, whatever. Um, my review for Get Out is... Racially charged Stepford Wives thriller. Best of 2017 so far. Uh, Rings. It wasn't that bad. Okay. Uh, my review for Rings is, of course, hipsters are responsible for the return of Samara. Mm. And last but not least, Lego Batman. Funny, creative, and overwhelmingly over the top. Nice. Uh, my review for, I think it's officially called The Lego Batman Movie, which is just a huge jumble of words. But my review for Lego Batman is powerful, ugly, and distractingly overstuffed, but plum hilarious. Mm-hmm. So that so Brennan, that takes us to our main course of the evening. Yes, let's uh, dig in. A goral walks home alone at night. Yeah. Oh, the gorals—they're walking home alone. Um, <laughs> what even was that? I was doing Gru, and then it turned into like oh, uh, okay. Christopher Walken. Why is your water bottle like that? Because my carpet is diagonal. Okay. Thank you. It made me uncomfortable. I'm sorry. It's at, it's at a Dutch angle. It was the leaning tower of water bottle. Okay, go um, ahead. Anyway, um, this is the 2014 film directed by Anna Lily Amrapour. Um, she's, this, the nationality of this movie is super confusing. She's um, British, well, she was, she's an Iranian woman born in England who lives in America now. Mm-hmm. And this movie is set in Iran, but filmed in like LA County. <laughs> And it's in um, Persian? I believe that's the language it's in. I'm not super 100% on that. I feel like you can look it up and it'll tell you. Uh, fine. Um, yeah. Oh, it is in Persian. It says right here. Cool. See? Good Great. job. Um, that's happening. Yeah, so this is a 2014 vampire movie. Here's the plot. Residents of a worn-down Iranian city encounter a skateboarding vampire who preys on men who disrespect women. Um... I didn't think they needed to include the skateboarding bit in the actual plot synopsis because that's like one scene. Although mm -hmm. I really appreciate that they took the liberties to do so. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, this movie. That's a, a usually when we have a plot synopsis that's sparse, we expound upon it a little more. But that's kind of it for this one. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Yeah. Although I will say the story didn't really resolve like revolve around um the girl. It revolved more around um. What was his name? Arshan? Let me look it up. You keep talking. Ashran? And kind of like his life story or his deal with what he was working through? Yeah. I mean, it was kind of... Bo I, I typed in Goral. <laughs> A Goral. But yeah, um, as always, we. I, I, oh my God, this is a mess. I accidentally added it to my watch list and I'm like, I just watched it. I don't need I this. thought you were looking up the guy's name. I was. I'm looking it up on IMDb. And then you added it to your watch list? I accidentally pressed the button that says okay. to my watch list. Oh, yeah, because you use the app. You don't use the website. Yeah, because I'm super smart and on top of things. Whatever. Clearly not if you did something you didn't mean to do. His name is Arash Marandi. Arash. That was his name. 
Yes. Not Arshan. Um, yeah, uh, I feel like it's mostly about Arash and what he's going through. And I feel like drugs are kind of like a main component in this movie. Yeah. And there's like a story or a metaphor there that I'm not quite sure I understood. Yeah, um, I actually, well, uh, okay, as always, we rate a movie on scariness, campiness, FX, and quality. But, and I know this is um, kind of uncouth to include somebody else's review in your review. But we're all about breaking boundaries here. So I want you to read an excerpt from my friend, not my friend, just someone I read, Tim Brayton's review of this movie. Is He says, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of pleasure to be had in watching a real movie movie. The kind that's totally drunk on the expressive potential of cinema and does not give a crap about what it's saying as long as it says it with visual fervor. And that's very much how I feel about this movie. Like, it's so cinematic and... Mm-hmm dripping with this art house intensity but you can tell the themes that it has but they're all just kind of like a wash they're all just kind of this swirling lava lamp of theme that never kind of co- congeals land anywhere yeah that's how i feel about it mm-hmm. so uh for scariness i gave it a three what did you give it brennan i gave it two out of five screams why'd you give it three what scared you about it um i thought they did good scene building um like how Okay, clearly the budget was very, very low. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I felt that they made it very intimate as well. Uh, I thought that you knew all the characters. You kind of knew some of their motivations. And if you didn't, you, it left you second-guessing, but in a good way. Uh, and for the girl, I was always confused as to what her role is. Was she good? Was she bad? And particularly the scene with the little boy where she's like, are you a good boy or a bad boy? Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. Yeah, there's, there is a scene where she confronts a little kid and she's basically like, um, you can tell she's kind of punishing bad men. And she's basically says to this kid, like, I have the ability to rip your eyeballs out of your skull and crush them under my foot. You got to be a good boy. I will always watch you. Mm-hmm. And it was so terrifying. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and there's a part where she's chasing this old man that she wants to kill. And she's like across the street and she walks when he walks and then he stops and turns to her. And, and she the same perfectly thing. mirrors him. Yeah, she just starts mirroring everything that he does. And it's just so unsettling. It's so strange. It's like, why is she doing this? I have no idea. And then, um, I don't know, like, like this movie doesn't really come together to something for me, which is why I didn't really respond to it so much. For me, it was kind of like... A vampire film via once the the irish musical it's very much like two people kind of sort of falling in love wandering around a town and then it's just kind of over um but yeah it's uh like i said it's small scale you really get a sense of this city they're living in and a sense of the characters that populate the city even though it is a very small intimate story and that is a good thing but i wasn't super scared by it I mean, I wasn't scared either, but I mean, I kind of allowed myself to be. Does that make sense? You do have an ability to open yourself up to like the intent of a movie, which mm-hmm. is good. Yeah, I just, I was freaked out when uh, she appeared at his house. Uh, sorry, the drug dealer's house at the beginning of the movie. And then she just, he invites her in and then uh-huh. like it's slowly intimate. It's kind of sexual in a way, which is kind of, I guess, the theme with vampires and all that. Uh-huh. Is it, it, I feel like it pulls it off well, better than any vampire movie we've ever seen. Okay, um, I don't know about that, but I'm also not a huge fan of vampires in general. Um, but yeah, well, no. I mean, like, here, I'll give you a chance. Okay. Like, name a vampire movie that we've seen that you felt like the sexuality really pulled it off better. Oh, the sexuality? Uh-huh. And the intimacy and, yeah. No, I okay, I think you're right about that. Sorry, I misunderstood what you were saying. 
Um, but yeah, you're right. It, it was like, there were certain scenes that were very erotic in this movie and mm-hmm. not in the flamboyant, like porny way of like a vampires mm-hmm. or, uh, there's a bunch of lesbian vampire movies, mm-hmm. but it was just, it was a very chaste movie. There, no one actually, you see her in a bath. So there mm-hmm. was a topless shot, but it's not sexual. Mm-hmm. Like this movie has no real sexual element to it. It's just like deeply sensual and like erotic a mm-hmm. lot of the time, which I dug. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, campiness. I didn't. I couldn't come up with a transition. So, uh, for campiness, I gave it just a one. One out uh, of five perms. Yeah, uh, I thought there was nothing really funny about it. There was some drag queen nonsense, but to me, that wasn't intentionally funny. It was more art house than anything. Yeah. No, for me, um. I gave it two out of five perms, and part of it is because there's a really long shot of what appears to be a drag queen dancing with a balloon mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with anything, and mm-hmm. that was the part where, like like Tim said, that like drunkenness on being pure cinema just got a little over the top for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is so silly. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm supposed to be getting out of this. Mm-hmm. It felt like a like a a student film that we watched. It was just like it's trying so hard to be meaningful, but it just has nothing in it on that part mm-hmm. um and also i don't like i get what like i get what you're because you're you're right about that like the it fell flat like boldly it fell flat but i think they were kind of trying to establish more of like the city and feeling of tehran um iran no tehran is a city in iran isn't it well it, i don't think it was set in tehran oh okay it was um, set in a place called bad city i'm not sure okay if that's a real sorry place or um not. i guess i was imposing my views on it uh but i felt like they were trying to capture the spirit of iran um and maybe there's something to that culture that i just don't know about i'm not aware about so i couldn't really like uh hate on that scene okay or find it silly because i felt like she was trying to say something and maybe it was something of an inside joke that i just wasn't a part of okay i you see for me I know it's there for a reason, but I just found it silly. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm j- I guess I'm just more judgmental than you. I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm, a, I'm more of a Veronica. You're more of a Betty. Okay. Um, but yeah, and also like literally, she rides a skateboard at one point in this movie. At several points in this movie, it's a little silly. <laughs> and she, that is silly. That is silly. Yeah. Um, also, there's some great moments um, of kind of sassiness on the part of the vampire. Like um, that one guy is just doing a bunch of bumps of coke and just inviting her to like come have okay, sex with him. Okay, that was great. She just rolls her eyes, and then after she really brutally murders him, um, she's flipping through his CD collection and just kind of like tossing them onto the ground until she finds one she likes and she's mm-hmm. like reading the back. I really liked that scene. Okay, she's just so casual, just in this murder den. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. That's good. I respect your score then. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. So my campiness was partially art house nonsense and partially genuine fun. Um, so yeah, what's your effects score? This one's interesting. I gave it two. Okay. There were no effects. Two really. things. There were no effects to be seen. Uh, did you see kind of any effects? I think you one might be slipping your mind. There's a part where she's killing that drug dealer in the beginning where she bites off his finger mm-hmm. and then she pulls it out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. I thought not only is that a really gorgeous scene, it's a really convincing gore effect. Okay. And it's basically the only one in the movie, but it looks great. Um, I put, yeah, t- I guess that did slip my mind. That was a good effect. But 
to me there was none really to be it was real, like no it was just, low budget just her it biting was, people at uh-huh. awkward angles and kind of you didn't even see her biting people most of the time because her cape just obscures it uh having said that her cape is black and i thought they made a really good use of the black and whiteness of the movie absolutely um it I was shot it, in black and white we yeah. haven't mentioned that yeah we haven't that's i guess an important an important thing to, to say about the movie yeah um and just i don't know I thought the black and white was stunning and it's probably the best black and white movie that we've seen for this podcast you mean, I mean, we saw Dracula. Did we see anything else black and white? Well, I, I don't know why. I thought we saw Clerks for the cast, but I guess no, not. No, we did not. That is a horrifying movie, though. Mm-hmm. Um, also, her fangs were cool. I'm giving it two out of five fangs. I don't remember if I mentioned that. But, like, her, her literal fangs, they kind of pop out of the side of her mouth mm-hmm. almost. They're in a really strange position that's kind of interesting and visually arresting. They're just, like where a vampire's fangs should be they're like one or two teeth to either side mm-hmm. like it's very wide oh you mean they're not like directly in front kind of like buck teeth sometimes are yeah it's not it's not her canine teeth and it's not i thought that. it was her canine teeth i mean maybe it just it was just there was a big gap between them mm-hmm. it was very mm-hmm. uh like it was an interesting visual uh-huh. thing um, but yeah, let's talk about quality. I think this is where we might be spending the most time because okay, because there's the most to be said here. Yeah, and I know I have very conf- product. Yeah, and I have very conflicting opinions about this movie. Okay, so I guess I'm gonna go first. Yeah, sure. Okay, I uh, mean I'll go first if you want. All right, eight, uh, uh, go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> there was a great cat actor. Um, I I do think this movie was spectacularly well made as a piece of cinema. Um, visually. It's obviously, you know, it's black and white. They're trying to be indie and all this stuff. But there are just a lot of shots where you just kind of have to sit back and go, that was just beautiful, Mm -hmm. really gorgeous. And the sound design is tremendous. Mm -hmm. There's um, one part I want to highlight. It's when her fangs appear for the first time. She kind of gives this rattling breath that kind of echoes on the soundtrack where she's like, (sighs) and... I don't know. I just I was really taken by the sound in this one. But also like a lot of art house movies, it's not very interesting a lot of the time. There's a lot of really slow shots of like there's a shot of she's putting on a record and she is just kind of sitting there in the frame and you know he's going to like come up behind her and like hug her or something. Mm-hmm. But it takes like maybe 40 seconds for him to even enter the frame and then maybe another full minute for him to actually get to her and yeah. then she spins around for another 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. And it is very intimate and it gets very erotic and there's a part where you think she's going to bite his neck but she rests her head on his chest and it's very romantic. But could have, you know, could have sped it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That was my main problem with the movie. Did you mention your score at all? Or were you just giving backdrops? No, I forgot. I was just kind of talking. Okay, go ahead. Um, I'm giving it three out of five unlucky stars. Mm-hmm. Um, to your three, I gave it four. Okay, I um, can respect that. I just didn't feel it. Um, I felt that the biggest problem with this movie was the fact that it was very long. Mm-hmm. Um, certain scenes were very drawn out. There's a good 10 minutes that I can think of off the top of my head that you could just cut off for sure and make it more, I guess, interesting or just less likely for me to like tune out as an individual with a very short attention span. Yes. Having said that, I still gave it a four and I thought it was really good. Yeah. It's, it's probably the best vampire movie we've seen. I think. Can I say that? Sure. What else have we seen? Well, we had a whole month. We had Dracula. Let the We've right never really been able to escape vampires. Have no, you they're that? all over. We yeah. had another one this month, too. Yeah, and then one before for Blackula. 
Yeah, near dark, black. Um, yeah, we're just all over it. We gotta stop doing vampires. <laughs> I'm so tired of vampires. <laughs> I need to double check our schedule and make sure I didn't put any in there. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. I. I. This might be wrong, so I apologize. But I seem to remember back in the early days of the Shockwaves podcast, they had the folks from Spectre Vision on, which is the company that made this movie, mm-hmm. including Elijah Wood. Mm-hmm. Um, I seem to recall that there was originally like a six hour cut of this movie. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that they cut down. Um, <coughs> so the movie they assembled from that massive amount of data is really precious and valuable, mm-hmm. but th- that sense of timing is very much there. It still feels yeah, like it's six hours yeah. long. Um, cool, I kind of want to see that cut. Oh, dear. In, like, chunks, though. Yeah. Like, this is a three-day weekend assignment here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so what's your score? Oh, you gave it. Sorry. I gave it four. Uh, things that I really liked, I'm telling you, was the fact that it was, to me, very intimate and very sexual. Um, I, I go back to that just because that's kind of been a running theme with vampires all along. It was there from when we saw Dracula, and you told mm-hmm. me about how he was meant to be, like, seduction and whatnot. And it was there when vampires just far more overt uh-huh. and just far more like, you know, titties out or whatever. Can I say that word? Sure. Who cares? Um, uh, but this one, like, yes, there were breasts, breastuses in certain scenes, but or just the one scene. But it was just very, I don't know, low key. And uh-huh. uh, I don't know. It respected itself. Did you feel this one kind of delivered the most on that premise of vampires as a sexual creature? Yes. All right. Cool. Yes. Uh, let's see. Oh, I had one more thing I want to say. There's a lot of 80s music in this movie, mm-hmm. which obviously will always get to me, but there's there are points where there's this just very low kind of throbbing synth score that are they're kind of sublime moments. Mm-hmm. They're really powerful and intense and mm-hmm. romantic. And anything with the relationship between the two main characters I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and our main dude looks like he's basically the Iranian James Dean. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he hasn't been in more stuff. He's really good and pretty handsome. Probably know he has been in more stuff. We didn't really look him up that much. I, well, I looked at him. Because one of the actresses that I saw was actually pretty famous. The one from House of Cards? Yeah, Mahjan Marno. Uh, she was great. Um, and she's stunning. I don't know why they made it look so old, but I guess it's the black and white part of the movie. Well, as you're looking that up. Uh, um, no, um, yeah, he's only been in eight things, oh. and a lot of them are just shorts. Oh. So, well, oh, he's, he's got something coming up, though. Making his way around the indie circuit. I guess. But no, he's doing great. He, like, he he was very intentionally looked like James Dean mm-hmm. in this movie, but it worked. It did. It, just, it gave the movie kind of like a timeless vibe. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was very modern, but also it could have been set pretty much in almost any decade. Yeah, especially no, with one the had, car. no one had phones. Mm-hmm. There was a classic car. Had a tape player. Oh, yeah. The and music, records. Mm-hmm. The music was set very good, and it was... Music was from everywhere. It was American. It was... Uh, yeah, American 80s jams, and mm-hmm. then, like, Irani, mm-hmm. uh, like, instrumentals. Mm-hmm. To me, it was very kind of like Tarantino meets Vampires. Um, I just I loved it. Well, Go you know, out and watch it. Tarantino plus vampires equals from dusk till dawn. So I'm not sure that's accurate. Uh, fine, late Tarantino. Okay, yeah. Wait, wasn't uh, dusk till dawn Robert Rodriguez? He wrote it. Tarantino oh, okay. wrote it. Okay. And he starred in it. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, no, like, yeah, it's a good movie. I didn't like it m- for a lot of the time that we were watching it, mm-hmm. but it's a very good movie. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, 
let's not forget that this is part of our donation drive. We're putting the spotlight on mm-hmm. films by disenfranchised minorities. Mm-hmm. If you donate to any of these charities, $5 or more, you can pick a movie that we watch on the podcast. And please do. We've been doing donation drive episodes like in yeah. earnest now, and they've been a lot of fun so far. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a uh, Night of the Demons one that came up before. Well, it it comes out after we're recording this, but before it airs. Okay. So you will have listened to it then. Um, I'm very happy with how that one turned out. We're about to do a Tales from the Crypt one that I'm really excited about. It's turning out super well, and please make us watch more movies. This is a real, also a really good opportunity for us to get in contact with the audience, the fans, yeah, the <laughs> fans, or friends the fan. of the pod. Yeah, exactly, friends of the pod. And can we steal that? Totally. That? Who cares? Okay. Um, friends of the pod. Yeah, but I mean, it's a chance for us to like really directly respond to things that people want to hear too, because not all of our themes are things that interest people we're just kind of trying to explore a wide diverse like array of genres and there are some movies that really just don't fit into a genre like we watched night of the demons which i don't think fits into any kind of genre it's not really a demon movie not really a slasher movie not really a ghost movie but it's so good and i want to hear the things that people want to make us watch so please do it here's looking at you matt you got five dollars you can give it to the aclu or now the national organization for women or planned parenthood which are the three charities we're sponsoring this month um yeah if you if anyone listening has donated money um you can contact us at scream 101 pod you can find us on facebook at scream 101 podcast Oh, also on Facebook. Um, you can vote for the second Screamies. annual Screamy Awards. Yeah, the Screamies. When are we doing that? Uh, well, as of the time this airs, the Screamies will be out in like next Sunday, like on the day that the Oscars are on the twenty sixth. Okay. Next Sunday is not the not Oscar Sunday, is it? No, as the time this airs. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, like not this upcoming Sunday, but the next one. We all make mistakes. Yep, we do. Um, anyway, next week we will be watching Blood Diner, which is an 80s gem from director Jackie Kong. Blood Diner, that sounds like it's going to be about vampires. Is it going to be It's not. Va- I'm okay. pretty sure it's about cannibals. Okay, that sounds delicious. Yeah, it does. It's definitely not a vampire film. Okay. I I know better than th- at this point, I guess. Um but yeah, have a have a great day, everyone. Have a fantastical day. Good luck on your journey. And stay gold. Let's take it home to mama. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And this Was is Was that really quiet? Should it be louder? I mean whenever you feel the need to ask that question, assume the answer is yes. Because that's always the case. Okay, fine. Let's, let's start over. Let's bring bring okay. me in. Tune me in. La 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 la. Me 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 me. Go ahead. This episode was brought to you by Cupholder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. Get out! The podcast is coming from inside the house. Hello there. I'm Uncle Pony Boy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there. Buckets of blood and human excrement. Pour upon me. Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle. Let me see them. And radical hairstyles. Oh, yeah. 
then you should check out the Gore Gab podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. You can find us on the iTunes podcast store and on Twitter at Gore Gab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.